What's good, everybody? This episode of the podcast is sponsored by DistroKid. They are the go-to for digital music distribution and the easiest way for musicians to get your music onto Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, TikTok, YouTube, and more. They offer unlimited uploads, and artists keep 100% of their earnings in stores 10 to 20 times faster than any other distributor. Fastest payouts. They help out with automatic splits, cover song clearance, and all kinds of other amazing tools and templates to help you get the most visibility for your releases. I dig this company and really appreciate their business model that offers more features than any other distributor at the most affordable price possible for solo musicians, bands, studio artists, DJs, and any other creators that are producing music in their home. And they also offer label services as well. They're distributing over a third of the world's digital music at this point. And the best part about DistroKid sponsoring the podcast is that they are offering Dan Cable Presents listeners 30% off your first year of membership, making their already affordable services even cheaper. Check out the link in the episode notes. I will also put it in my Instagram bio in the link tree. Click that link and it will give you 30% off your first year of service. Super stoked to have DistroKid sponsoring the podcast and can't thank them enough for their support of this thing. This episode of the podcast is also sponsored by Produce Row Cafe in Portland, Oregon. This spot offers free live music every Thursday night throughout the summer from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. and Sunday brunch tunes from noon to 2 p.m. with DJs spinning vinyl. Lots of dance parties both day and night are on the summer calendar as well, featuring events from Global Based and other promoters. They are located in inner southeast Portland, and aside from offering free music every week on their patio, they've got a killer brunch menu on Saturdays and Sundays. The Migas and the breakfast sandwich are lights out, and the lunch and dinner menu doesn't slack either. Come through and check out some tunes over there at Produce Row Cafe, as well as their new summer seasonal cocktail menu. This is a great spot to grab some food and some drinks and enjoy some tunes with friends or family. Appreciate Produce Row being a supporter of the podcast and the local Portland music community. Now let's start the show. What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Dan Cable Presents Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the program once again. If this is your first time checking out the show, thank you for tuning in. You can find fresh episodes coming at you every Tuesday. And if you want to help support this thing in a free way, you can do so by clicking subscribe on iTunes, clicking write a review, giving the podcast five stars if you feel like it is deserving of so. And that will lift this thing up into the tops of those iTunes charts, boost it up so uh, strangers find it. And just a great way to contribute to the growth and sustainability of this thing i cannot stress the importance of those itunes reviews enough if you've been listening for one episode drop a review if you've been listening for 200 episodes drop a review it's never too late 
to do so you know shout out maybe the artist that uh you got introduced to in your review it only uh it only takes a few minutes and uh just just much appreciated if you're not listening on apple just like follow subscribe wherever you are listening from the podcast is available on spotify if you want to get at it there and i've also been dropping monthly playlists on apple and spotify every first of the month those are coming out and just a a snapshot of what i'm listening to some of the stuff that i'm playing in my dj sets as of late and just pretty spread out genre wise and i've also got some uh some playlists on there that are that are separated into specific genres if that's uh if that's more your lane but the links for all those things will be in the episode notes as well as uh the links for my instagram so you can keep up with me and any dj sets that i've got going on portland it is uh it's fucking hot man it's fucking hot this heat wave won't stop but maybe it looks like uh it's on the outs as I prepare for uh, the Pickathon Music Festival out here in the Portland, Oregon area this weekend. Super stoked to be out there. Again, that has been the highlight of my summer, the the past three, excluding these last two, which uh, Pickathon did not happen because of COVID. So uh, I'm really excited to, to get back out there. It's just like this in incredible festival experience in the in the middle of the forest and you would have no idea that you are just uh you know minutes away from the suburbs and 30 minutes away from the city it's uh it's just been this unreal experience the times that i have been out there and stoked to get to interview a lot of uh amazing artists i'm supposed to get to talk to arm and hammer this year so that is uh exciting i got to see them at tree fort not that long ago and they're just incredible and making all these amazing records with some of my favorite people like alchemist and earl sweatshirt so uh yeah pickathon this weekend i've been trying to stay in the water i've been going to the lake quite a bit trying to get in the paddleboard and uh just just stay wet out there it's it's just been pretty brutal out here but it seems like it's been hot everywhere so um Anyway, you probably didn't tune into this thing to listen to me rant about the weather. So uh, let me tell you about who's on the show this week. We got Yuck God from right here in Portland, Oregon. He is an amazing musician, nasty bass player, just absolutely filthy on the bass, and also a killer producer, beat maker, and uh, lyrically gifted as well with his bars. And my entry point to yuck is my homie spinach who some of you might know is Smythe. he's been on the podcast a couple times in the past and is just an incredible dude and an extremely talented musician himself but he turned me on uh to what yuck was doing i don't know maybe six eight months ago and and through that i have learned and been exposed to more people within that circle of folks that all came up together at the University of Oregon, which we briefly touch on in this conversation. But uh, yeah, Yuck is amazing, and he has uh, so many cool records out, and he's a part of so many cool projects in the Portland area, and is just uh, working his ass off 
at music right now. This dude is playing three gigs a day sometimes, and I just always see him bouncing around at different places, playing in different bands, and uh, yeah, it's exciting to see, and I'm also just excited to tap into more people within that circle that that he and spinach run in and and have more of them on the cast because i think they're all amongst the the folks making some of the most exciting music in the city so if you dig this chat go back and listen to my recent chat with the with spinach and check out my episode with Meltzer, who's also one of my favorite beat makers and producers in the city and i mentioned this in this chat but i've been talking to a lot of musicians around the city lately in regards to the live Helladreg sets. Helladregs is a, a collective that Yuck is a part of, and we'll touch on that collective in the conversation as well. But this experience of going to this evening of music at Turn, 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 not that far back, um, was just one that has stuck with me in a way that made me really excited to be where I was that night. And all of these artists that are a part of the Hella Dregs community are just absolutely killing it. And, uh, yeah, you should definitely go out to one of their functions or if you were looking for someone to, to join your bill and you live anywhere in the realm of something that might fit with this music, it's, uh, they create an experience. So I would encourage you to, uh, have them jump on your bills, have them open your shows. They will set a vibe. You will not be disappointed, nor will the, uh, the folks that are attending. So that is my, uh, that's my sales pitch on hella dregs and in the community of musicians that, uh, live in this, this world. And yuck is just good energy to be around. I'm excited. We finally got to do this thing. We've been meaning to, to link it up for a while. And we've both been, uh, busy and dealing with some different things. And, and yuck lost his pops recently, which is super heavy RIP to Mike, but it's, uh, it's cool to see the impact that his dad has had on his art and his music. And if you go through, the catalog of Yuck God music, you can, uh, you can hear his dad's legacy throughout the catalog and references to his dad and the lyrics. So that's uh, a beautiful part of it. But, uh, yeah, I just appreciate Yuck giving me his time and sitting down chatting with me about a lot of different stuff and, and just having the opportunity to get to know this dude on, on a different level, Yuck is going to be uh, doing a DJ set this Sunday at North 45 from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. They've got uh, misters out there, and Yuck will be providing the the fresh jam. So go hang out with him if you're in the city this weekend. Enjoy some cocktails on the patio. DJs are over there every Sunday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. And the before-mentioned uh, spinach is there every first Tuesday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. So go see spinach over there as well and free music going on at produce row cafe every sunday as well from noon to two djs over there thursday nights as well 7 p.m to 9 p.m first thursdays the jeff chilton trio is there every first thursday fan favorite over there staff favorite go check them out and uh what else all those links will be in the episode notes for north 45 and produce and yuck of course so tap into those if you want to know more i brought up phil collins in this episode if you're playing the dan cable presents extra buttered or drinking game you know take a shot 
or a bong rip for Phil. Um, and, uh, I think that's all, all the ramblings that I have for you. I hope y'all are, uh, doing all right out there, keeping your head above the water, hanging tough, reaching out to people if need be. Appreciate you all tuning in and for your support of this thing. If this is your first time listening and you just tuned in because you're a fan of yuck, I hope you, uh, enjoy this chat and maybe learn something that you didn't know about. Yuck along the way. We're going to kick off uh, episode 319 with a track off of uh, Yuck God's To Live and Die on the Internet record. It's called Medicated and Handsome. It features another killer Portland-based rapper named Something Something Brax. Brax just dropped a new single off of uh, a record that he's got called Sunshine and Lollipops coming out on August 17th. So you can tap into that as well if you dig what you hear from from him on this track but uh here's medicated and handsome from yuck god and something something brax episode 319 let's do the damn thing uh the cuban plated my wife is wasted our outfits killed we can't produce the brainwaves necessitated to count to two she off the goose i'm off like 200 mg or something cool pour it in some juice take a nap it's like we went back to school house plants and cannabis syrup in the decanter stay blessed i got the brain of an author bot of a dancer we got a problem with drama try to broach it with kid they're the problematic the vocab like a rerun of manson yeah new school got tampa medicated handsome yeah we just working on putting down all the handguns now i push the hybrid instead of pushing the land rover and wash it they down a little cushion of hand marks yeah. i just want enough money to clear my samples uh, and through the process become a little less bashful of uh, the medication i'm on the literal handful uh, hd have fun and wind up setting the standard up turn all the samples up Something, 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 something It's been a couple years since I popped a happy pill But smile in the mirror cause I can see that I'm handsome still And I could probably walk from Vancouver to Vacaville Off 20 milligrams of some distilled chamomile Ooh, feel the herbs make my muscles twitch No more complaining but I might still cuss a bit And I control everything around me with a double click Suckers in my solar cannon holding hands with nihilism. Walk it to the limo, give a pelvic space, talk to it, then head back to my demos. We just noodling. Any questions before we uh, we jump into it, Yuck? No, let's do it. I'm ready. Cool, man. And then, uh, yeah, I just have some I have some notes on my phone, so not ignoring you if you're totally uh, no. I, I do the same thing for my sets <laughs> and shit. <laughs> I've seen you up there. Yeah, you know, yeah. I always got my charts notes. and stuff. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you just have to. I figure that that's just like part of the part of the deal that there's got to be some some music to read when you when you gig the way that that you do. Yeah, for sure. It's like that's the you know if I played with one artist consistently, which I play with many artists consistently, which is awesome. But the fun thing about it is that they're always changing their sets a little bit. So there's a lot of there's a lot of music to learn all the time. 
you know, for sure. Yeah, man. It's a consistent job. Yeah, I've gotten to see you uh, perform in like a, a few different uh, different forms, I guess. I, I got to see uh, the garbage boys yeah. <laughs> the garbage men yeah the garbage yeah. men i got to see see that set over at street pub and, and see what that was about and then oh, right after that i got to see you uh play bass for julia loke yeah. who is just uh i think a very good songwriter and amazing singer i've just so, uh been enjoying that quite a bit that was like a set that that blew me away and then um i got to go to one of the hella dregs nice nights yeah. at um over at turn 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 for sure and uh i definitely want to i want to jump into that collective a bit somewhere uh amidst this conversation but that totally. show particularly um i thought that that was uh that was something that like like to me like cultivated a, a cool night of music just the the open form to it like made it feel like a jazz jam to me in some ways and just like the free spirit of just kind of having all these people on stage with their instruments or uh their mpcs and what have you and just a bunch of different people getting in either freestyling or uh just people doing beat sets and things like that yeah instrumentalists uh, too you know whoever we all our friends we just got so many different people who do different you know different facets of music it's like a lot of times the stuff that we make we collaborated with each other making so it's like it makes sense just to you know do the show together too and you know whatever like makes it the least amount of stress and the most amount of fun for like all involved like the audience included you know that's kind of yeah. what we're going for so it's like hey yo, if i don't you know i'll spend a couple songs you spend a couple songs no stress you know whoever's feeling it so yeah what do you dig about like the open-endedness of of something like that I like that there's nothing really to mess up. You know what I mean? Like, I always, like, that's kind of what I, you know what I mean? It's just, uh, like, it's really, it's it's not rehearsed. And it's also unique every time for that fact, too. And, like, people change their sets or, like, change how they're going to play their songs based off, like, the people before them. Or, you yeah. know what I mean? So it's, like, it's always, a it's, like, kind of an evolving thing. At the last one, we had our friend Amira Chapman like doing art in the background, like as we went to and like uh, just chalk paint. I mean, it was just amazing. Check her artwork out. Uh, I recommend everyone to. Uh, but they're an amazing artist. And uh, so we're just trying to incorporate like a bunch of different stuff. I want to get a projector involved soon, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it just, uh, to me, like feels like anything can kind of happen. Right. You know? For sure. I'd like to, I mean, I think as our, like, resources grow, like, anything can definitely happen for sure. Like, I, I'd really like to get a fusion, uh, just because we're also, you know, so many of our friends are in the, we got the rap circle and the jazz circle. I'd like to see that kind of, like, mash together a little more, too, you know, yeah. and, like, get Charlie Brown up there, or whoever, you know, like, so the drum kit, for sure, I'd like to have involved in the future. Yeah, I think I just appreciate just like the showcase nature of it and just like the the family band nature of it right. almost too. It's just like you, there's never like one person kind of stealing the show. It's just For like sure. this uh yeah, it's Except it, Gulio. Gulio kind of steals, <laughs> kind of steals the show sometimes. That's just he shines bright. Yeah, he <laughs> he's ridiculous, man. He is. He's ridiculous. That's yeah, for it. Uh, that was the that was the first time I got to see yeah. him play music and crazy talent. Very very cool for sure. And uh, that's probably like some of my 
my favorite music that you've been making too is is with him there's just like some killer jams that you you all put together yeah yeah he like he's relatively new to making music too like and he's just very you know his ears are huge and worth their weight in gold like for sure he's a real big talent yeah is that exciting to you when you see someone like that that you know is just very early in it and already showing kind of like that level of uh know-how with the with the instrument yo because it's like you i mean like really i was talking to someone last night about this too where it's like there's only 12 notes to play or whatever you know like so it's like you can only do you know technically we can all only like be so good right what really shines through is like the person underneath so it's like if i knew this cat and i'm like he's a head like he Mm. listens to the heady stuff like He's a good heart, you know what I mean. And now he's getting into this and like really hungry about it. Like he's gonna make incredible music. It's just how, it's just how it works, you know. Like that's just how I feel about it, at least. Yeah, talk to me about uh, your musical background, man. I don't I don't know much about your, sure. uh, you know, your yeah. your upcoming with it or like where you would even call maybe your your primary instrument or where you're like most comfortable right. and whatnot. So like, yeah, what what is your entry point into playing? Yeah, so I like uh, I like did the guitar lesson thing at like twelve or whatever, and learned like a bunch of like Green Day songs and stuff like that, you know. <laughs> and then like I got into blues a lot as like a fifteen year old or so, and like was like playing at like the blues festival kind of gigs and stuff like that. And then um, I started recording music a little bit in like uh, Audacity, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, first, yeah, yeah. First thing right. I ever used to yeah. record a podcast a, was Audacity, <laughs> right? Yeah. <yo. laughs> And so, like, I, I, I played around with that a little bit. And then in college, I honestly didn't play for a long time until um, I picked the bass up again. And uh, just kind of, like, it's something to do, really. Um, and then it just kept growing from there, and I got back into it, basically. Um, and it's, uh, I mean, bass would be probably my primary instrument as far as, like, you know, gigging is concerned and stuff, for sure. I think it's the instrument I'm most proficient on, <laughs> like for live settings and stuff but um i like to play everything i like to sing i like to obviously i like to make beats and stuff um like to rap so it's just kind of music generally you know i've I've been getting really into in the last you know 10 or so years maybe so but it never like hooked you like that when you were growing up it was just kind of always around you like no i mean like it would definitely hooked me and then you know when i got to college i just like did a bunch of drinking and partying and like like it, it definitely like it fell off you know what i yeah. mean like and then like to kind of get away from that like those kind of lifestyle choices i was like yo i'm gonna try and reinvest in my you know in my instrument or whatever and then i kind of like fell back into it but there was a like probably three or four year period where i just i didn't play the bass or do it like you know i'd strum a guitar once in a while campfire chord kind of shit but i didn't play anything at all but i mean like i had applied initially to go to like uh like berkeley and like cal arts and stuff like that you know for like jazz and stuff and i got into cal arts but i was just like um for whatever reason i just did not f- f- want to do it yeah so, yeah i went to U of O, and, and that's why i met all the homies though too so it's definitely like meant to be um that's like where all our circle ghouli brax smythe all of them it's just spenno everyone so yeah and were you uh were you always drawn to like a pretty wide range of music? It seems like what you do now is like very eclectic from 
you know sure. the jazz and hip-hop stuff to all the other gigs that you're you're jumping yeah, on the folk stuff and all yeah that. yeah i just like it all yeah for real um i mean different people i love love different music and i think that's been a big influence you know so like my dad was super into like heavier stuff like raging against the machine and stuff <laughs> um mom's like james taylor like kind of like folk soft folk stuff and then like i really got into like d'angelo which kind of got me into like that like realm of hip-hop you know the soul aquarians kind of stuff and the you know and that kind of branched off into well i think they're a huge influence too because it's like in their crew you have like the live instrumentalists and then you have like the dillas and the you know you have the erica badus and the dillas and the q-tips and the you know and everyone's like cooking together and making crazy shit and like that was definitely like one of the turning points for me where i was like oh dude it's all the same you know thing really did that lead to your heavy interest in jazz or did the jazz stuff happen before finding like the d'angelo soul Quarians? it's weird because like even now i wouldn't consider myself like a straight ahead jazz like player like at all like i'm like if someone hired me for a bop gig i'd be like are you sure you want me on this call you know <laughs> like i'll i'll do it and i'll give it my best and i'll do me you know but um i'm not a straight ahead jazz cat and like part of the thing is like trying to get into music colleges you have to play fucking jazz or classical like those are your two options really yeah. like you know it's like you can't really I, I couldn't apply to berkeley as like you know cal arts actually they're kind of like on the forefront of that shit they had like kind of like a funk ish area but still it's like jazz fun- it's like fusion music you know and it's right. like so it's like on an academic level to like study music, you kind of had to like have a little bit of that shit. And I definitely got into it, but like there's a very much a gatekeeping like kind of aspect of like older jazz people that like is just fucking whack. And I, <laughs> I just like never liked it. Um, you know, so I, there's, there's elements of it that turn me off for yeah. sure. Expand upon. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like what, what is, uh, Yeah. For someone that maybe like doesn't uh, run in that, those types of circles or just an outsider to like playing, like what do you see as the the negative things, the harmful things? Because I've yeah. I don't know I've talked about this with some other uh-huh. jazz musicians or people that kind of live in that world somewhere and yeah. and just kind of brought up some of these negative things. It's just like so. It's there's okay so playing the music together is like speaking the same language right and like in order to speak the same language you have to have certain like things that are like commonly agreed upon like you know what i mean that you both understand or whatever but like sometimes that's taken to the too far where like these become rules as opposed to like guidelines to help us make art together you know what i'm saying so it's like if you play too many notes, then it's not jazz. If you play not enough notes, then it's not jazz. Like if you don't play enough standards, then it's not jazz. Like if you play in like too odd of a time or like, you know what I mean? Or not odd time enough or it's not small, you know, it depends on who you ask, but it's like, like, you know, like Wynton Marsalis would say that like Robert Glasper isn't jazz. And that to me is just a, like who it's just all music. It's just art. But like, you know what I mean? Like we just, you know, there's, there's people that are like very, um, particular about what they think jazz music is, you know? Boxing in this thing that's supposed to be super free. Yeah, like, that was the whole <laughs> thing, right? Like, yeah, it's just it's just music, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's wild. Did yeah. You, did you find yourself, in when you were in high school, uh, composing any music of your own, or were you more just kind of learning other people's jams and maybe just more of a, a role yeah. player in that way, opposed to having intro, like, 
interest in your own compositions for sure i wrote a lot of like acoustic guitar songs kind okay. of thing you know like yeah for sure but um i think i just did that because i was like my gigging stuff has always been super technical and so like when i play for myself i'm like i want to just you know strum a chord and like <laughs> i don't want to shred like or anything you know so um but yeah it's nice to be able to do both like at different times of the day or whatever just because it keeps it fresh too but like when i my composing even in high school and still now i kind of like bare bones or like flexing a different muscle than like you know technical chops like harmony or something i don't know you know just practicing or expanding upon different things i don't get to do in live sets as much like for other people yeah yeah did you uh did you appreciate your the a lot of the music that your parents were playing around the house as, as like along with developing your own taste and things as well? For sure, yeah. Like there, I like. There's a lot of bands that I'm. I still sweat that. Um, like the Almond Brothers and like. I love James Taylor. I love Bob Dylan. I love like you know Jim Croce. Like yeah. there's like you know just old older folk music like older white people music i guess <laughs> you know what i, mean? I love like, that uh yeah that almond brothers eat a peach right? reference oh, that you yeah. have in that that song i love that record i have it on vinyl somewhere to <laughs> yeah, i love that record yeah i like that uh that reference is is cool <laughs> you know that's I, that record from the cover to everything about that record is so perfect my i love it <laughs> tangled in my sleep and then my dreams was underwater tangled in the reef scrambling to breathe Bayonet was crammed up in my teeth The damaged creatures of the deep That's standing in between me and the beach Mama raised a motherfucking beast While Papa played me cream And almond brothers eat a peach Recently it's hard to fan Been stunned by disease Ain't no time to grieve Been busy busting down this weed uh. Ain't no me time Been living life in free mode And getting by with what I have Bubble rapper cheat codes, rank it higher, me and big on double back to East Coast. Ain't too big for nothing, set most labels and machismo. My anxiety's been suffocated by my weed Yeah, that's something I, I find myself, I think, just like, yeah, throughout the tunes, just enjoying your, your references for things. That. Yeah, but definitely, uh, Doug Wood what the folks were playing around yeah in the house, for which sure. is... i mean there's element there's stuff i didn't dig too i remember like my dad brought home some records sometimes because we that's a big bonding thing for us was music like he wasn't a player but he just like really liked music you know yeah and so when i was playing he would just be like yo like you should learn this whatever you know and he brought this one i think it was like nazareth like hair of the dog or something like have you ever heard that record it's, it's i don't wonky. know if i have <laughs> it might have been molly hatchet or something too it's like some something just totally threw me off and i was like nah and he was like upset he was like bummed that i didn't like his shit like i dissed his shit so you know but a lot of the stuff they played definitely grew on me like i'm not a big acdc fan or anything but uh like even that shit the shit that i'm not like you know i don't bump in my spare time like i still have a nostalgia and like love for it too you know yeah. that's my folks so. i hear you yeah i think i'm like pretty similar in that way or there's some stuff that they introduced me to that is i will ride for, for sure. so heavy and then there's other things where i'm like uh i just think that i don't really 
like this, but I enjoy it being played because of that yeah, nostalgic totally. attachment yeah. to it, you know? And I'm glad other people enjoy it, too. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to take that away. From, like, just because I don't enjoy it doesn't mean it's not good or whatever. Yeah, you know for sure. what I mean? You know? Like, my, like I, yeah. I, I can appreciate um, stuff that's, like, not my taste, for sure. My mom, though, like, she went to a Prince concert, and, like, for, like, three weeks after that, she just, like sweat prince and so i got her onto d'angelo and she got me onto prince like from that like little link oh that's very cool yeah so like there's yeah they had a lot of influence on my on my taste like mom played the keys and stuff too like okay she knew like a couple like joints you know like edelweiss and like stuff like that you know yeah like all folk joints so they were were they uh super stoked or like encouraging then that you were showing an interest in music or and very like supportive of it when you were a kid when I first asked, they were like, yo, we'll get you this guitar, but like, or no, no, they were like, you have to buy the guitar and we'll pay for lessons, like kind of thing. If you save up the money for the guitar, we'll pay for lessons. I was like, all right, cool. And so like, I, I think they just wanted to make sure that I do it. But like, once I got it in my hand, like I, I played like so much, like they were like, they had to pry me off that thing sometimes, like for real, like, um, so yeah, they were, they were stoked. They were worried if anything that I was playing too much probably, um, which for a while I'm sure I was, but. So you did have some stints when you were young of just like these obsessive oh, yeah, times with it. Oh yeah, for sure. Obsessions like definitely like in fixation, like I'm, I'm an anxious person and I'm like a kind of OCD person and stuff. And like, I definitely like for good, for better and for worse, I dive into stuff, you know, like I've had like alcohol problems and shit like that for the same reasons that I've like, you know, played as much as I have. Like, you know, there's a two sides to the coin. Um, but yeah, there's definitely been times where I'd play like six to eight hours a day, you know, yeah. stuff like that for sure. Any, uh, idea where that comes from as far as like maybe being able to, I don't know, focus your attention like that into something probably just like my brain chemistry low key like you know probably genetics too like i think i like like i said i kind of it's the whole like eday fix thing you know it means like obsession or fixation you know what i mean and it also means like a string that ties like piece of works that maybe aren't otherwise related and like for me that obsession aspect of it is like like I've I've gone through I'm on like 80 milligrams of Prozac a day kind of shit you know what i mean so it's like I, like without that i'm like have like imagine heart attacks like five times a day and shit so it's like yeah that fixation and that shit like it's brought a lot of stress and like trauma but it's also like brought me my livelihood and like you know like my group of friends that i have so it's like this is like kind of interesting you know duality to it um that i find beautiful in a way you know yeah for sure is it something where like at this point you try to like create some some limits to it like when you're diving into things now or do you for sure yeah where you're just like i can only work on this for like five hours right today. right right i mean now it's like i have my like eggs in so many baskets that it's like trying like i can only do three gigs a day or whatever you know yeah. what i mean like i'm trying to do stuff like that because if i do three gigs a day then i have to learn music for three gigs like this week that like all in one day and i probably have two gigs a day before that so i'm just like there's you know what i mean like a workaholic is almost what it's kind of like formed into now where it's like like for example today i woke up chiropractic uh rehearsal podcast i'm gonna rehearse privately after this and then do two gigs tonight you know yeah. what i mean so it's just like i definitely throw myself into my work but i think a lot of that has to do with my dad passed pretty recently too so it's like you know 
people grieve in different ways and shit too so i think that's an aspect of it as well you know yeah trying to keep yourself busy a little bit yeah for sure is there aspects of uh like tying your self-worth to productivity at all do you feel for like sure yo for sure i think that's like a lot of artists yeah and performers just have that like naturally too because especially like if you do it for a living it's like that is low-key your worth like sometimes you know what i'm saying Mm. like like i have to play sometimes to keep the lights on like not right now but you know i'm kind of transitioning to that so i'm trying to get in that mindset where it's like you know you can't it's another thing where it's the dichotomy of like if you're not yourself enough to be a unique artist you're not going to get those big calls but like if you're not you know traditional enough then you might you know so it's like everyone walks this act where it's like shit like i gotta be productive i need to practice you know and i get it but also sometimes like like i said earlier it's like there's only 12 notes you know so it's like just do you and like you know your instrument and or whatever you play or whatever you do and do you you know yeah yeah for sure i i definitely relate to the tying the self-worth thing to it and yeah it's it's funny like thinking about it like how you were saying too it's just like if you are in a position where your creative endeavors or like your job is your passion like you are then like you you're that is where you're yeah, like your is, self-worth like, is like it, yeah. financially sure. <laughs> trying to like it's, it's a trip build that and then yeah also trying to like carve out space where it's like all right shut it down here you know you don't need to check the emails today it's gonna be fine totally totally. (laughs) that was the nice thing about like the yuck stuff like i mean even now you know that makes no money you know for me or any or any of the homies or anything like i think we've barely been able to like pay for our own like distro kids subscription this year which is lit (laughs) so uh shout out to distro kids sponsoring this episode you can find that discount code in the episode notes (laughs) (laughs) no but um uh yeah but um uh, it takes a lot of stress out of it too it's like like even for the first couple weeks i started dropping the yuck stuff i didn't let anyone know it was me really besides like i think Smythe was like one of the only people that like knew who the yuck person was and people recognized my voice after a while but but like i I was just like very low stress i was like fuck it dude like just dump some stuff on the internet tron was a huge influence on that shit too you know like old grape god shout out very inspiring dude to uh to be around yo still to this day i'm like just trying to diversify my like hustles and stuff like that just you know taking notes from that dude because yeah amazing artist amazing talent and just yeah bright light for sure yeah i've uh i found it like very important to like surround myself with as many of those people as possible because they like they're the types of people who are uh like make it feel tangible in some ways and is also just like fuels the fire to just be like oh just like keep going like do you know make something better like and he works super hard it's that the same thing where it's like if he didn't do him he wouldn't get the calls he gets yeah and doing him is working as hard as he works you know what i mean it's just kind of like naturally like you know i i I doubt that you know it's, it's interesting to me that just like that's the goal to me is like to just go through life being me all day and like hopefully like i keep the lights on like that you know like that's what i really like find inspiring for sure 
Yeah, uh, to me, uh, diving deep into your your catalog since uh, you were put on my radar, like I just feel like your your music does like represent that authenticity to me of just like your your point of view and like I was talking about with your your references earlier, all feels like very uh, very pure to me. Like thinking about uh, I'm thinking about that folk record and you got that yeah. that that Mima track on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like that entire part where you're just uh you're just kind of talking and just like right. the the sentiment behind all of like what you're saying there uh-huh. of just like working with what you got yeah. and like, you know, working with your capabilities and like sometimes that's like really raw and sometimes there's crackles like to that, you know. And uh, we just solved that like like a couple of weeks ago we solved those crackles, yeah. So like that was a persistent issue for a minute. Been known to go get it since so three while you've been known to mess with all the thoughts because you don't think betting on me is a sure thing. Take the hard pills with a cold drink. Yeah, I just want to thank everyone that's uh, been with us from a jump for this, man. I'm not even see what the. Yeah, see? Yeah. Like, I don't even know what half the shit did. I just pressed a button and it just cut me off right there. Y'all been around while I'm figuring it out, though. See this crackling and shit? Hopefully, that's not even a thing, it's, uh, you know, at some point. Hopefully, you know, the gear. The gear gets good enough or whatever. My techniques get good enough where we don't got to worry about this shit anymore, man. But until then, I appreciate y'all just rocking with me, just making music like what I have. That's what this has been about from the jump. And like, that's what folk music is to me. And that's why I'm so in love with it. Yeah, it's just like, I don't know. I just really appreciated like some of the the thought behind that and just like, Yo. Like amongst the crackles is mm-hmm. like all that real shit, and like you right. can't, it doesn't fuck with the ideas of the music. Right, like right. None of that shit changes like the composition. Totally, totally, and that's like, yeah, I I take so much inspiration from that stuff too, from like folk musicians, and like I, you know, for I consider hip hop to be folk music in a way too, like that it's like, you know, it's from like a geographical region like and it's like you know of a certain community you know what i mean like in new york in the early like you know when it was first starting out and stuff and it's like they like really just made music from what was available you know what i mean like like you take you take your breaks and you you take two turntables you know who like imagine the first cat to do that like just thinking of it like you know what i mean like like flash like you know yeah like I can't even, like, imagine having stumbled upon that idea. You know what I mean? It's pretty fucking amazing. Like, and, like, that's, like, a real, like, inspiration to me, too. It's like, yo, like, none of this, like, it's the biggest genre of music in the world now. And it started from people, like, trying new shit and, like, fucking with stuff, you know? Yeah, like, just taking something and using it for a completely different purpose. Right, exactly. It'd be, like, taking your, your, like playstation mm-hmm. and being like i'm gonna use this as a toaster today <laughs> <For real>. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then like 40 years later it's like the biggest shit in the world you know yeah amazing. it's crazy amazing yeah for real when did you uh like what was kind of maybe that turning point post-college where like you did your partying 
you uh you know showed your anger towards like the structure of like the jazz uh institution of like education in that way and just like all the people that the gatekeepers and whatnot but like where is the turning point where you found yourself kind of like obsessing over it again or like immersing yourself in it heavy where you're just spending a lot of time perfecting your craft i was playing with this band called the nouns it was like a live hip-hop band out of eugene um and they like basically i had declared a minor in music and started hanging around the music building because i was like yo i'm looking for shit to do i'd carry my bass in there i'd slowly start meeting people which is kind of how i got plugged into all my current friends i have now I was still drinking super heavy and like wood for years after that. And then, but I I played enough in like, uh, I played enough to like, you know, do it for a living for a while. And then I joined this band Jelly Bread that was out of Reno, which was no good for my drinking stuff, you know? So it's like, we're based out of there and it's just like hot as fuck. And all you can do is just like, you know, penny slots and free drinks and shit. You know, it's wild. Um, your parents' concerns out there. Everyone's right. parents' concerns out there for drug and alcohol use within yeah, rock right. and roll Loki. is absolutely correct. This no is, more drink this tickets. A cautionary <laughs> um, yo, but yeah, no, eventually I was just like, it, it was just, you know, it, I think, you know, my grandpa, both grandpas actually had passed in that in that time. And eventually I was just like, yo, I'm just not even acting like myself, you know, like I'm, I'm like trying to like scuffle with my friends. I'm drunk as fuck. Like, you know, it's like just not stuff I, I would do like if I wasn't under the influence of this drug and it's just like not good. So I didn't, I haven't drank in like five years or four years, something like that. So yeah, you know, I do my, my other drugs, but, um, (laughs) you know, but, um, (laughs) I like, uh, I'm 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 happy with with the decision for sure. You know, I think it was a necessary decision for sure. Yeah, and uh, was it around like, were you really enjoying playing bass at that time? Like, were you finding things within it that you were uh, feeling good creatively about, or did you just feel like you were? efficient enough or proficient enough on the instrument to like like, keep up it was kind of just going through the motions after a while you know i mean there's definitely like there's waves of it of you know feeling like shedding and stuff but also it's like for me the rewarding stuff is like writing and like recording original music for sure you know and like that's why i love playing with like julia logue and stuff like that because i'm like this is like we're painting this picture together we're helping julia paint this picture that's like where my my heart lies so it's like i like to be able to paint you know but uh touring is just not my cup of tea like to be honest like playing one show over and over and over again is just not my cup of tea like um maybe if it was my own show i'd feel differently but like i just it was rough (laughs) yeah do you think do you think you'd feel different about it if you could do like a hella drags tour where it was like that open-ended night each night i think honestly yeah because a we'd be cooking the whole time so it'd be new music like you know it would like they would just get new music the whole time and we could format it how we want which is like yo ian's gonna go take a bong rip every fucking (laughs) 10 minutes or like homie has to go pee like i'm just gonna walk off and go you know that's the thing i don't like about like society even i wouldn't even just say gigs you know but i'm saying like Yo, if my back hurts, like, or I'm going to sit down. Or if I don't want to wear a fucking tie, then just let me wear a t-shirt. Like, you know, shit like that where it's like, yo, like, 
let me breathe dog like i'm an artist like i'm not a you know i'm not a whatever you know so if we had a hella dregs tour i i would love it because we would style it in a way that like just let people be who they are which is cool for sure for sure yeah when did you start taking a heavy interest in hip-hop to the point where you started producing beats and rapping yourself like what came first along those lines i honestly started making beats in high school too and then i stopped for a long ass time again too like it was just kind of the same thing with the bass stuff i like made actually yo i made like six or seven beats and i like put them on like a google cloud or something like that you know some it was like google play music or something like wonky like that and like when i met all the homies I played him those beats and like Smythe still talks to me about him and shit. There was like six beats that we just all freestyled to like all the <laughs> fucking time. I just ran it back. They're all like a minute long. It's like yeah. run it back, dude. And so like I was like, damn, I need to find those beats and remake them. But um, yo, I mean, as far as like writing and stuff, I always like to write bars because I just hip hop was like a huge influence on me since I kind of got into the D'Angelo stuff and stuff like that. And uh I'm trying to think. Yo, one time, uh, Verb VS, um, from, uh, like, Lamert Park, um, like, Project Blowed, like, all those cats, you know? Um, he was in town, and, like, I just recognized him on the street, like, and he was outside of one of our, like, this college parties, and we, 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 like, kicked it, and we were, like, all hanging out and smoking and shit. And we were like, yo, we should just, like, have you rap in a backyard if you're down. And he's like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm here. And I'm like, cool. And so, like, I, I opened for the homie. And that was, like, the first time I, like, wrote down my raps and practiced them and all that shit, yeah. you know. But it was huge for me because, like, Mike and Nine and all them, like, you know, like, freestyle fellowship, Cats, and Haiku de Like, that's a big influence on me for sure. Yeah, did that, like, really get the wheels spinning there then, like, to make you want to do more of that? It made me feel like I could do it, for sure. Like, I was like, cool. Like, I know that, like, you know, I could... I don't know. You know, imposter syndrome is crazy, too. Like, when you do music, especially when you do a bunch of different types of music or if someone knows you for something, like... Yeah. It's like, dude, that bass player is rapping? Like, fuck, that's gonna be whack, you know? <laughs> like, that's just... I get it, too. Like, you know, it's like, sometimes that's how it goes. And I, you know... It's just like, I don't know. It's funny. It's It's just like... It's always... There's always going to be that question mark, it feels like, if you tell somebody that you're a rapper. Right. Or even, like, just, like, maybe a singer-songwriter, like a solo singer-songwriter where you tell somebody that. Yeah. And whoever's walking into that room, a stranger to it, is always going to be, like, a little skeptical of just, like... Right. Are you good at it? Right. Like... like That's how it is, like, music stories, too. (laughs) It's, like... It's like, okay, like, this guy's plugging into the amp, like, <laughs> fuck, like, you know, and it's like, oh, man, this guy's crazy, yo, right? like, I'm, I'd pay to hear this, you know, yeah. like, so you never know, and that's so cool, like, you know, that's that's a cool thing, too, I get a lot of, like, you do not look like you can play like that, I'm like, really? <laughs> but also, did that person show up to that guitar center to to stretch it out like that, I'm just saying, to show off? Exactly, you testing the patch cable <laughs> with Donna Lee or whatever, you know? <laughs> Did you funny did you find that uh that like you're having your foundation in some way being the base that that like really spoke to you your ability to naturally rap in some way or just like to finding the pocket of things I I mean I've never actually thought about it like that that's really interesting but like yeah like uh bass is like a super 
it's a melodic instrument, but it's also a percussive instrument, you know, a rhythm yeah. instrument. And like voice is kind of that way too, you know, where it's like, especially rap shit, it's very rhythmic and percussive, like versus like the melodic aspects of like the singing shit. So yeah, there's like a lot of tie in there. Bass, I think is like, uh, it's so overlooked, like as far as like its utility in music and shit, like. I have this thing that I show all my like students when I do have them or whatever, and I just have them like play an A chord or whatever, and then you just change the bass notes under it, right? And it's like it sounds like a hundred different chords depending on where you have it. You know what I mean? So it's like if you're in a band setting, you can imagine like how much control over tone and shape and like you know motion that you have over this like thing. Regard, you know that you. So it's it's really cool the the like the interspatial like relationships between notes like um and how much effect you have over just what's on the bottom like it's wild yeah yeah to me i think like i always seem to like recognize something different maybe and you know it's not an exclusive thing to anybody but like it's like to me when i hear that somebody's first instrument was drums or bass and then they become like a vocalist in some way yeah. to me it always seems like it, it's coming from that lens of right. like that rhythm like totally. the rhythm the rhythmic elements to it like always seem to punch a little bit differently for sure yeah and like you can always tell when a drummer became like a producer too you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah. like fly low and shit i bet that dude plays drums like crazy yeah my bias for that is that like phil collins is my favorite person on the earth Hell so yeah. like um like i grew up with that and i've just like Yo. as i've gotten older and older i've grown to even like appreciate his production and his playing like even more so it's like for sure that's awesome become this obsession that is Hell like yeah. maintained but like what yeah a I think, fire take dude i, th- I love that <laughs> I, I just think that like yeah that's probably a little bit of my recognition for that or like eventually like put those things together of just like oh this dude was a drummer totally. and then he became the vocalist and uh he seems to like live in this pocket differently or in maybe even maybe better like understands the space differently that's the thing too is like their ears are probably tuned into the like rhythm section which is like cool because like uh, a lot of singers obviously are interested in the harmony because it's like damn i want to pick notes that are gonna go good with these chords like that's like obviously you know where the maybe primary focus is but like if they're tuned into the rhythm too and they like you know they just naturally then they can kind of focus on both like you know what i mean because their ears already there you know yeah yeah when it comes to rapping has it always been important to you to like challenge yourself in some way with the the beats that you choose to uh rap over or maybe like the pocket isn't always so straight ahead or like even present yeah for sure i like i like it all like you know my favorite producers are like madlib and dylan stuff where it's like that pocket can get loose or whatever you know what i mean and then i love the anti establishment you know anti-music establishment like way of like fuck a tempo or fuck you know what i mean whatever like dude it just it's just a it's a loop that's not perfect and it sounds like this like earl shit mike yeah. all those cats you know like love love that they're it's perfect if it sounds good like that's a like at the end of the day to me it's like it's music so if it sounds good to your ear then it is good like there's no other way or reason to judge it any like other way than that you know if it sounds good then it's good like if it sounds bad to you it's bad to you like you know whatever so like 
I, I don't necessarily choose any beats in particular that's like, I need drums like this or whatever, you know, I'm just like, if it sounds, if it moves me, it moves me, you know, like, and I hope it moves other people too, for sure. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. that speaks to like the dynamic of the, the feel of the music. I for mean, sure. obviously you're like working with a lot of different people too, so I know totally. that shapes things, but yeah, just thinking about like a track like Dingers where you're just like firing fast over the groove. You right. Know? Right, that's like a big homeboy Sandman influence for sure. <laughs> that's a huge homeboy Sandman influence. I like that was the first record I did after like just doing like little EPs, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna do like a Yet God. Like we're gonna get like on go on DSPs and all that, you know? Yeah. And like, I was sweating homeboy Sandman for that like <laughs> for that like whole pandemic period, just like running his shit over and over again. And homie would just kill beats like. uh mystic bounce and stuff like by mad lib and just like and it's still so clean and so bouncy like it's almost like a nursery rhyme kind of feel to it but just fast you know it's like you, you just want to it drags you in almost and uh yeah you know like i love the jazz aspect of that too it's kind of like a bop kind of line you know it's kind of wild i'm gonna step on snakes i want to go on dates with that money to pay i'm never gonna pray on anybody i'm all grateful for everyone yo that's on my name for a get because my DJ can roll up blunt while hitting play maintaining till I pass away Nike corporate maintains my gravesite late night Catch me in the homeroom handing out the homework My idea Jesus sounds a lot like Joe Dirt He be saying rock on rocking on my bro shirts Overalls and sept only over a shoulder Every bar I go to only soon to go Gert homie if it ain't broke probably because it won't work Type to have my affirmation till my throat hurt Rather cup the affirmation than be coerced All my energy is Hey everybody, I just wanted to take a minute to let you know that this episode of the podcast is sponsored by North 45 Pub, located in the Alphabet District of Northwest Portland. They've got a killer selection of Belgian beers and an extensive liquor wall of over 200 bottles. It's summertime and they've got their 45th Parloma on the menu, their play on the Paloma, as well as their staple food item, the Rosemary Garlic Fries, which are easily my favorite thing on the starters menu. That fry sauce... I don't know what it is, but it's banging. And in addition to the cocktails and the food, they've got one of the best patios in the city, tons of big screens outside to enjoy the sun and all your favorite sports. And the best part is they've also got free live music. You can catch DJs there every Tuesday night from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Residencies from local artists including Spinach, Vanport, Sicko Side, and WWJP as well as DJs and beat makers every Sunday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Don't miss local beat makers Love Jones and Free Tillman every second Sunday and DJ Slim Gweenie every fourth Sunday at North 45 Pub. Now let's get back to the episode. I just appreciate how many different gears you seem to have for it, like in all aspects of like what you're doing. Um, do you feel like there's a... Uh, like the creative space is much different when you're uh, working on rapping, like just like writing raps, writing bars, like mm -hmm. versus working on production. Do those feel like very different creative spaces or do they kind of like have a lot of parallels to them? Honestly, now, like it used to definitely be like more sectioned off, like even between the bass stuff and all that. But now it's just like, a con especially as I've getting get into like the evergreen type stuff and like, stuff that's more like i don't want to say genreless because that's like corny but you know what i mean like just stuff where it's like yeah. it blends all my influences or as much as i can together 
I just like don't even view it. You know what I mean? I just, just what does it need or what does the song want? You know? And yeah. like, if it's rap, cool. If it's just voice, singing, bass, whatever. You know, guitar, synth, whatever. So, I just kind of, it's just one big, you know, continuum, like a brushstroke or something. You know, like it just yeah, yeah, same shit. I mentioned like earlier, just like the amount of people that you you collaborate with. I was curious if you. uh do you enjoy collaboration more than working solo or is it, is it kind of like an, an equal thing or give yeah. and take where you, you feel like you need a lot of the alone time to sure. work on stuff? I think like for writing like lyrical stuff, like I do like to be alone for a while or like I, I like to write in my alone time. I don't even think I need to be alone, but I think I just like, you know, I write when I'm at work or I write when I'm in the shower or whatever, you know, like, but collaboration is like, it's all it's it's like a healthy you know life it's like you need the social aspect you need some time with just like one-on-one with your partner or whatever you need some alone time you know you know what i mean it's the same thing like in a healthy like artistic life i feel like where uh if i'm if i like have a fat music party like two days in a row i'm like okay i'm i'm cooking solo today you know <laughs> like i'm tired you know but, yeah or i have so much material from those last two parties that i have yet to like digest especially like when we're cooking with like lord succulent and like all those cats um we're about to get a house together and it's gonna be wild um but they're like let's get the bare bones and then new beat and then let's send whatever we really like to e or to whoever you know and like have them kind of like put the salt and pepper on it you know yeah yeah talk talk to me about how the the hella dregs uh came together yeah, so uh, the homie Q, uh, Quincy, he's out of uh, New York. They're amazing people, and um, basically we were rapping, like, and kind of just doing, it was pandemic times, you know what I mean? So we were just all kind of bored and in the house and shit, and we were, like, wanting to make music, and no gigs were happening, and I was like, fuck it, like, I'm, I haven't done, I haven't, like, you know, released any rap shit, I'm gonna try it. Q was like, I'm down too. And it was like a duo hella dregs thing at first. And then kind of, it's just one of those things where it's like, it like once you say it's happening, it's happening kind of thing. You know what I mean? It kind of materialized. And uh, we were like, yeah, we're a collective now. And then it's like, this homie collabs with us and does this. So it's just kind of snowballed into this like, damn, all my friends make music and like, especially like a lot of them aren't on dsps anyway we have this fucking label like distro you know we might as well use it and so uh we just kind of curated a like there's so many friends that you know it's it's hard but we we kind of curated a rough sound of uh, like-minded cats i think you know i really want to like get hd into like everything though like i want to do you know, I think the evergreen shit's a nice, like, kind of way to, like, start going that direction. I want to, like, record jazz albums or, like, I want to record it all. I want to do movies, like, whatever, you know? Yeah, what do you appreciate about, like, the mentality of having, like, a collective group in that way? Well, like, it's, it's you know, artistic socialism, <laughs> you know? Like, it's, like, it's, like, um, if... Where I lack in my strengths, like, there's homies that can help me, like, to better 
my art and like vice versa so like together we're like creating a better product you know and like for example like uh dark fjord zach masters all our shit and like for free a which is a huge asset and b like it's just like we have that sound now because he's done it all you know what i mean and so like he's lending his talents to like us and then you know we collaborate with him or send him stuff for like beats and like so it just kind of goes all around and especially now we're getting like um visual artists in the mix and stuff like that so it's like we're all gonna kind of like start collaborating uh in a in a way that is pretty cool and it is the art collective you know and like that's definitely like the forefront of it and then we're we're also going to try and function as a label though too once we get this house so i'm really excited about that um we're just going to basically let people record for free um and people can donate for rent if they want to but uh we're going to record a lot of new shit hell yeah yeah that's awesome yeah super exciting so because you are working with like so many different people and you got like some different dedicated projects with like the evergreen project as well yeah like how do you know who is the right person for the tracks that you're like cooking up at this point you know is it is it easy for you to kind of identify when you're making something like oh definitely want to get this person on this or yeah i kind of like it's like if if it doesn't speak to them it's probably not going to be good too so it's like i'll have a couple people in mind but i'm like i'm gonna send it to both of them and see you know if anyone's like if he's lukewarm on it you know and the other cat's like i would eat this like you know he's going to it's going to be a better performance you know but like i think the other aspect of it too is like a lot of especially with the shit we make it's kind of wonky sometimes a lot of people don't see like the final product so like sometimes i'll lay like a demo or something or like i'll sing a little something i'm like i'm thinking something like this and they're like okay word like i hear that now you know but it's like a lot of times they're uh intimidating to tackle because they're not conventional beats all the time you know (laughs) and as far as like when you are rapping on a track where there's other people rapping Mm -hmm. uh is it always uh like if you if you put something down and then you have a feature on something mm-hmm. and you hear what they did does that ever change what you do to the track like um like lyrically like will you ever be like oh man this kind of like shifted everything right, right. or i've had uh, a lot of times i'll send people because a lot of times i'm making the beat or i'm like you know uh compiling the album or whatever a lot of times i'll send people with my that's why i'm on the like first verse on a lot of shit is because i always send it to people like with my verse in there and i'm like yo do you could you write something that goes with it so a lot of times they go with that but um i've definitely had times where i'm like yo that was a lot heavier than my like jokey ass verse and i've swapped stuff out for sure where i'm just like you know content wise i I, like like we were talking about earlier is whatever serves the song you know and like that that can be said about and any instrument any whatever you know yeah for sure and is a lot of the instrumentation that like is happening within the tracks that you're making live instrumentation that you're recording or is it a mix it's a mix for sure i i like am super into sampling um i think it's like really unique and i think it's kind of like the next you know i think it hasn't been fully explored yet which is really cool 
And so, like, I'm super into that, and I'm super into mixing uh, stuff together. And, like, Evergreen was, like, probably, like, a 50-50, like, live instrument um, sample-based project, yeah. for sure. When you're making stuff that's sample-based, is there ever any thoughts in the back of your mind of, like, fuck, if this does pop off like there's right. like I'm I'm, I might have around. to like a deal with uh you know this situation where someone comes knocking about you, you know, know the track i haven't um i haven't tripped about it too much because a lot of people i've heard talk about it are like yo if your shit gets big enough that you have to worry about it you'll probably have money you know yeah. and so like i mean yo like it's like I could, you know, if I let my worries like consume me, you know, I wouldn't do shit. Like I wouldn't leave my house, you know? So yeah, just got to do it for sure. Rip it. Yeah. It yeah. seems that like they don't really start coming after you until you've, you know, reached some until you point have of something they can anyways. take. Right. So like, yeah. yeah. Like, they're like, we have no assets we can squeeze out of you. So why would we, you know, like yeah. care if your music's up really, you know? So if it speaks to you, it's going in there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I do, I, I won't lie. I definitely try and, also just the hip-hop head in me is like i want to flip something either un i want to flip something that has not been flipped or like that is like hard to find yeah or i want to flip something in a way that has not been done yet see like because it's just the head in me you know yeah and so like there's i definitely like i use this web uh i use like a subreddit vintage obscura and they post like a lot of like they have criteria for what you can post there for youtube links and it's like has to be 20 years old has to be under 5,000 views has to be like vinyl like uploaded like it's pretty it's okay. it's a hardcore it's like crate digging basically it's fire that's it highly recommend and with the the evergreen stuff you know is there any different approach to to making that music than any of your your other projects i know gabe fleck is involved in that he's a former guest of this uh this cool. podcast i had gabe on like I don't know. Must have been three three years ago or Holy so. Holy cow! I mean, it was that's before, wild. Before he moved and before the pandemic. Yeah, so for sure. I mean, it's we went probably to high school together. Actually, oh, wild enough. Um, but yeah, so that one's different. A because Gabe's in L.A., so it's like we're we're working via FaceTime and like sending files back and forth, and it works actually really smoothly. Like, I'm fortunate to have the technology we have, you know. But yeah. um, besides that, honestly, a lot of it. It it was different in the sense that it's like we're writing music that we had no clue, you know we had no clue what it was going to shape out to be we had no clue like there's like two moments with drums on the album kind of thing you know what I mean it's not a we kind of just flew by the sea of our pants and like also like we changed it changed a lot as we went we were like yo I tried this I added this and like. Gabe recorded like a piano part that he sang over and then like instead of adding it in I sampled it and like you know what I mean just stuff yeah. like that where it's like we kind of like just sent shit back and forth like over and over until we're like yo this is what it turned out through the county fairs and marble reds we were learning how to use our hardened hands instead of hardened heads Leaning on the tenderness, I tend my garden with Bars we raised while playing bars and left us parched to death Cost we paid it played a part in nights we hardly slept well, yeah. <laughs> 
for brighter days Don't shed no tears for me I'll be okay When Christmas comes I'll be around Just looking for me Did you feel like the remote workings of that just kind of forced a, a different creativity that wouldn't have come out otherwise? You know, I think it probably honestly would have shaken out similarly. Like, I think, like, to make a record like that, like, you have to just, like, sit in it, you know? You have to, like, take it home, listen to it, like, like, like see what the song is asking for, you know, kind of thing. And, like, thankfully, yeah, with our technology honestly it felt like gabe was around a lot of the time like it definitely would have been nice to get like promo fo f like f photos and shit but like other than that you know we got it yeah for sure and uh i know that that ep is named after your pops mm -hmm. and yeah so i guess i'm curious like how making that ep like kind of like helped you deal or cope with what was happening amidst and and For post sure. it and whatnot i know that's like a very raw fresh thing still yeah, right. too so like right. feel free to expand upon however however much you feel comfortable yeah but, uh, For sure. i know that you know from what you have shared like even social media wise you know it's it's been expressed just like what a huge influence this dude was on yeah. you know the music that you make and whatnot and even talking about you know the music you listened to growing up and whatnot for so sure. i'm just kind of you know what what did that do for like help wise yeah <laughs> making this record immense all the the trauma of that i feel like it was nice to have something pretty like at the end of like something so fucking awful you know something so ugly it was like it was nice to be like yo like this is also how i can remember my dad too like because like the last like couple weeks were not like how i like hope to remember him you know what i mean yeah. like there's a lot of like not very pleasant like episodes and shit like just people's brain changed when they got brain cancer and like steroids and all this shit you know yeah. what i mean and like it's it's like it's a slow decline and it's hard you know and it's hard to watch like and i can't imagine what it's like to go through you know what i mean but like it was nice to a i was writing the record like while i was like in the house with them you know like we were just spending time together and like we were sending beats back and forth still and shit. And I was just like, I wrote a lot of that, the, those bars and stuff just like there. And like, um, it's very like definitely captured like what I was feeling and shit. And yeah, like I said, like it's not, um, it's not a sad record. It's not a happy record. It's just like a melancholic record. You know, it's like nostalgic. It's, it's both, you know, it's like a, it's, it's, it's it, but like I said, I, I'm glad like there's something with his name on it that's pretty like right now, you know. Yeah, it's a it's like a beautiful collection of tunes, man. It's like one of my favorite projects that you've uh, you've been involved that, yeah. in for sure. I think again, like everything that you seem to put out just seems to show off like a different dynamic to what you do. So I appreciate yeah. it a lot, yeah. And I would imagine that that one just like has. Uh, yeah just a different attachment to it that maybe you don't have like throughout other projects and for sure that one's uh like for a lot of reasons for the collaboration aspect and like who i was collaborating with and yeah the obviously my dad aspect and um 
just like also finally blending a lot of different styles and shit together that like you know but like it's the first time it had the rap and the singing and the bass and the, all that shit you know so it's an important record for me for sure and like trying to uh like put all those things together or just like the way people would receive it or did it just like feel right to you to you know like a lot of the influences of that were like maybe like a bonnie Vare kind of thing you know and like i don't know i don't know i don't know how it was received i think people you know it's hard too because it's like i named a record after my dad who just died and shit you know so it's yeah. like people aren't gonna be like yo your record's boo-boo you know <laughs> like they're not, <laughs> you're not you gonna know? get like they're heavy not, criticism yeah. for this it this shit sucks yeah. yeah you know like i don't think people would tell me that which is cool and i appreciate that low-key <laughs> a i don't care b like you know like i appreciate like the consideration for my feelings like in a time yeah. where it's maybe like more sensitive or whatever but like um i hope people liked it from my friends liked it which is fucking cool and that's like definitely like uh, a good uh that's kind of how i judge a lot of my 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 work is just like if the homies dig it it's like cool we're on to something you know and i think the artists that made it are really proud of it too which is like another like good standard but it's you know at the end of the day it's like if i died and like that was the only one that stayed around like i i would be fine with that you know and that's like that's kind of like what the bar that's my own personal bar i want to have is like every record it's like that I, I could leave that and not have any qualms about it you know yeah i think that that means you're uh doing it the way you're supposed to right, like, right especially hopefully. like when you're content like when you're continuously like setting a new bar for yourself of like oh like now everything has to be at this level and like it all has to feel this good or i'm like for lying sure. to myself which right right yeah. that's that's the and that's what you know keeps you going forward too you know and I think Gabe is just like a really fucking good songwriter. So I think it's like cool to see like that collaboration and like mm. the crossings of over of like those worlds and like what Gabe does so well. For sure. I'm a huge fan of Gabe's work. And like I said, we went to high school together and like learned guitar together and shit. It's like, it's, it's really uh, special. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you like enjoy just kind of like putting yourself in, in rooms like with people you don't know as well to try to like see what you can create together like if you have a mutual appreciation for one another yeah i'd love to i mean like you know i haven't had 
I've had a couple opportunities to do stuff like that, and it's been amazing every time. You know what I mean? I'm I'm just open to. I'm. Uh, I want to play as much music as I can, like, and just make the world as pretty as I can before I go. You know, so like, if if there's other artists want to play, like, hit me up. Let's play. <laughs> yeah. You know. Talk to me about what you enjoy about uh, making music with Gulio. Guli is monstrous. And he's just super funny. Like, he comes with these beats fully cooked. And I'm like, so he just records them in. Boom, bada bing, done. And like we, like, we get the record done in, you know. As long as it takes me to write it, basically, <laughs> you know, like, like so, like that's that's an aspect I really like, and uh, playing with Gooley live is wild too, because he works the four hundred four like a madman. Um, yeah, yo, that's just one of my dear friends. I really, yeah, got a lot of love for Gooley. Do you feel like you uh, that you work differently when you're around other people? Yeah, I mean, def, it, you know. There's so much different stuff and settings in which I work too. Like, like if I'm on a gig where I'm playing, like, you know, uh, charts or something, like I'm definitely like, I'm I'm doing a job. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm I'm there and I'm like I'm not really like yuck at that moment necessarily. You know what I mean? I'm yuck, but like I'm in the background. I'm tucked off and that's cool. Like it's a, it's a good gig. But like when I when I do me, like you know, it's 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 definitely feels different um but like the, the you know paces of artists in the recording studio and stuff like definitely like effect too like i work i've been working with eric fury a lot yeah and homie's <laughs> the best but he's like let's go you know like let's go fast you know and i'm like cool love it i try and like keep it going and then i'm like i'll double back when he's gone and like you know touch it up <laughs> yeah uh that uh anthony fantano track off the uh the yuck ghoul too Yo. that's one of my favorite tracks off the that project i'm saying like those songs write themselves because like how, the beats just like are so melodic and pretty and like crazy like um and ghoulie's not afraid to flip some shit that's just like popular or like semi well known and i'm like i admire that you know i'm like he's like fuck it it sounds good like it's going in i'm like cool <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> That's it. That's all I need to hear. Yeah. I never built a brand. Nah, 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 nah. I just built with my friends. Uh -huh, uh -huh. The sickness in my day. Yeah, 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 yeah. That she stick me on the sand. Yeah, yeah. so when you have like you got like three gigs you know today how do you uh do you have to do you feel like you need to like set limits for yourself and even in that shit of just like do you find yourself that you're just like absolutely draining yourself or do you just like love playing music right now and it feels it feels good to just like occupy the space somehow and if you're gonna do it like why not totally play music i think it's like a mix like i think like i started getting more calls and then like i decided that i probably was busy enough that i could like kind of quit my day job and so now i'm in a transitional period where it's like i'm still working at my day job and like helping people get ready for me leaving um 
while like kind of getting back in the circle and letting people know I'm like back. So I'm hoping that it's going to kind of balance out once my day job stuff ends. But right now I won't even lie. It is busy and, uh, not in a bad way, but like, there's definitely like, I have to carve out days where I'm like, no, I'm not making beats with anyone. Like I'm not, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not doing any sessions and I'm like, I'm cooking for my wife. We're going to sit down. We're going to watch a movie. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and it's like, I have to, that's a, effort you know what i mean like to like because it's like the calls i'm thankful the calls are endless and like that's like how i'm able to you know make a living right now and it's like besides that like the money aspect of it or whatever like you know playing with like the some of the fire most fire artists in town is like a, a blessing and a privilege and like i learn shit all the time and like it's great like farnell tyrone uh to hear a that greater kind, greater shit, kind dude, is, is so cool. There's a, so many wild musicians in this town uh, that some young, some older that are just, you know what I mean? Like it's, uh, it's amazing how many, how much talent Portland has, like for real rappers, producers, like everything, jazz musicians, drummers, yeah, gospel man. singers, everything just like we we're yeah talking about before we we got on the mics just like that there's all these different pockets that it's just like it's hard to uncover it all right <laughs> that's my that's my goal is just trying to like introduce them to each other and shit too you know just like it could be just one big circle you know yeah do you feel like you uh it's it's going to be important to you though to like since you are getting so many offers like outside of just like resting from playing music just like making sure that you're not devoting all of your playing towards other projects that maybe you, you don't have like such a big creative voice in yeah for sure like that's honestly like my heart is definitely in the original music and I, i'm lucky enough to play with some artists that like playing other people's original music is like great for me like i get great enjoyment out of it because like i'm st- I'm still like creating or helping create something kind of new, you know, but I do reserve days and especially when my day job ends, I'm going to reserve mornings, uh, to cook our shit. Cause like the hella Jake stuff does not make money right now, but I think that is an investment of time. Like, you know what I mean? Like to like, I really want to do the label thing kind of more legit this year. Like since I'm going to not have a day job and, uh, I'm going to try and hit it pretty hard. And, uh, cause I believe in my friends and shit and I think they are really talented and can do shit. So, yeah, man, I, like I said at the top that, that hella drags night at turn, turn, turn was just like an inspiring experience for me. And, uh, I think that like, I think you're absolutely right that that is something uh, that deserves more time and energy. And I just thought y'all like created such a a cool night, you know, not yeah, just of, yeah, not just like a music, but just the uh, the actual vibe within the room and people just kind of bouncing around, having conversations right. while while this music is happening and totally. Like, it's while, not the traditional, you know, everyone be quiet and watch yeah, us. You know? <laughs> yeah, it just felt like uh, an event and totally. and a hang and yeah. it felt like every once in a while you know somebody jumped up on the mic and did some freestyles yeah, and it was like sure. and yeah i don't know it just uh it felt like there was a lot packed into it and yeah i just walked away from that experience very excited about what all of you all were doing for sure 
We're going to get this physical space uh, for HD. We're getting a little crib together and shit, and we're going to host a lot of events like that and shit. I'm hoping we can host a lot of, like, free, like, uh, POC, like, art galleries and, like, uh, vinyl swaps and shit like that, you know? Yeah. So, and then they'll all kind of have that vibe, hopefully, where it's just, you know, people cooking something fresh, cooking, you know, showing something that we've all been working on, whatever, you know? Like, so... um, Love to have you out when we do that. So, absolutely, man. Um, who who else besides Gabe is involved in the the Evergreen project? So it's uh, me, Gabe, Sam Mendoza, and uh, Aiden D'Angelo, who goes by Lord Succulent. Sam is also just like a crazy good songwriter, yeah, and musician, yeah. Just- killing we're definitely still working like there will be another evergreen project for sure we're we're cooking just because it's like it's so it's a cathartic sad boy music kind of shit and it's just feels so good to us all and like it's so nice to like have an outlet like that where it's like no rules yeah whatever feels good is good i'm excited uh excited for more evergreen hd stay tuned uh i want to play the episode out with god off the mic ep from from evergreen Appreciate hd you. feels like the the right move and uh yeah man um thank you for having me again i you know i appreciate it yeah fun to get to, to talk with you and yeah rest in peace to your pops man yeah, it was it was that. uh it was very heartwarming from the outside to like see the amount of support you seem to to get from yeah, was, uh, uh from your people around that time and just touching. even around this project so um definitely want to play it out with that yeah yeah i appreciate you all thank you yeah thank you thank you everyone for listening and everyone who supported uh big love yeah, man, and good luck with, uh, you know, bailing on the day job. Can't, you know, <laughs> wish you enough success with that. It's uh, it's definitely been something pretty life-changing for me, and I got to do that like a year ago. So it's it's inspiring to to see uh, you do that. And um, I'll put all the links in the episode notes so people can uh, keep up with everything you're doing. And uh, we end every episode of the cast with the guest saying the tagline for the show, which is, it's a program. So if we could get the yuck god, it's a program. You can deliver it however you like. Yep. Yo, yo, yo. It's a program. Nailed <laughs> it, everybody. That's yuck god. <laughs> Playing it out with uh, God off that Mikey P from Evergreen HD. And that's the Jelly Jams. And we will catch you on the flip side. Portland, wherever you are listening from. Peace. Leaving out the smoking indoor This one's strictly for the kinfolk, yeah Bend the corners to the whip, bro Pushing borders till the shit broke, yeah If you're crazy to them, you're combat, though I ain't mad at nobody but God, though Solar flare, we know it's coming to tabula rasa, the skyline back to a horizon.
skyscrapers that prod the eye return to open air and stasis while waves of fire wiping out the lies we told to nature in the meanwhile cry about the people i love passing i would rewind my life to go fishing with my daddy i would live each moment again how we did exactly i can't do a thing about the pain that's on the family we still smoke cigars outside and look god in his planets Lifetime's work fly out a wall and keep the illness banished Honestly, I'm hot because we fought not the damage Now my friend is seasoned and his jaw won't keep from dancing Ain't a punch that I can throw to rid my dad of cancer Heaven's in the moments we spend looking for the answers Heaven's in the moments we spend smoking on the Londo All I know is I love my pops, but glory be to God, though All I know is I love my pops, but glory be to God, though. We've been out there smoking it though. This one's strictly from the kinfolk, yeah. Bend the corners to the whip roll. Pushing borders to the shit broke, yeah. If you're crazy to them, you'll come back, though. I ain't mad at nobody but God, Big shout out to Distro Kid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Can't say thank you enough to Distro Kid for their longtime support of this thing. Make sure you go into the episode notes and find that Distro Kid link to receive 30% off your first year of membership, making their already affordable prices even cheaper for you. So make sure you take advantage of that. You can also find the link in my link tree in my Instagram bio. Big thanks to Distro Kid and the other sponsors of the show, Produce Row Cafe and North 45. Stay up, stay tuned.